Here we go, everybody. The day we've all been waiting for. And today, we're actually live. Welcome to this pre-draft show of the You Hate to See It podcast. Glad everybody can make it. Thank everybody who's tuning in, listening. We have a packed show ahead of us. The day is finally here. It's actually been a hell of a day. Tebow's back. He's actually a tight end. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. And here we go. But today is a day of futures of 32 NFL teams. The futures are going to change for better or for worse. We don't know yet. We know, we know one thing is certain, though. We do know that one Trevor Lawrence is definitely going first. That guy's actually, he's actually on week 20 of his install. He got the playbook back in January. Urban Meyer said, hey, listen, my man, you're just going to come on down from Clemson, come right down to Jacksonville, forget about the draft, don't even go through the draft. He's staying home because he's got practice. He's let, getting out of practice now. He's got practice in the morning. The Jaguars actually aren't even going to the draft. They're sending the, they're going to send the ticket in through the mail. They're going to get it. They got the Jaguars. Well, we, got, we got shit to do over here. We're over here practicing. So that's how that's going to work. All right. But as far as everything goes after that, we got a hell of a day. Hell of a day. Fellas, glad we can make it. I'm here with the boys. We got Chewy. We got Evan. Ryan's on his way. How are we all doing tonight? Doing good, man. Excited. Excited for the Jets and their future and see what it holds. I mean, whoever the pick is, I mean, I'm 99% sure it's going to be Zach Wilson. Full support behind the kid. And we'll see. I'm sure Evan shares a similar sentiment. Look. As a Jets fan, the draft has turned into my Super Bowl because there's really nothing to look forward to after like what October. So as soon as it hit, as soon as the Jets hit like two and seven, I start looking at these college players and looking forward. So I'm excited to see a lot of these guys that I've uh, been watching for the last couple months uh, get a chance to show what they can do on a national stage in the next couple months. You know, just so everybody understands, Chewy down in North Carolina, poor kid doesn't even have furniture right now. All right. The moving company, he, he literally texted the moving company. How's my delivery looking? They texted back. Nah, just not. And that's it. So my nothing man is in an empty house else. sitting in a kitchen. So there might be an echo, but he made it. He's here. Ryan's also here. We got a packed show. Ryan, how you doing? You made it from work. All right. I'm sweating, dude. The amount of, amount of bobs and weaves I had to hit on that turnpike and parkway and gothels and everything else. Hopefully there's no cameras following me or any undercover. I would have got got, but we're good. We, we made it. Got got. Hey, too late. we got a pack show. We already got somebody waiting on guys. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to be on to about 7:55 uh, pre-draft show. As soon as 7:55 hits, we're out, and you're going to watch the draft. But we have a bunch of guests lined up. We're going to keep them rolling. The first one here he comes. We are happy to have Joe Ravito is going to join us, and there he is. Joe, how you doing tonight? Going on, fellas. I'm doing good. What's up, Guys, Jeff? Joe Ravito is a top-notch Miami Dolphins fan. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to the draft. He probably knows more than Ryan, but Ryan would beg to differ. So we're going to figure that out right now. Uh, <laughs> no, he definitely knows a lot more about film and stuff than me. But I watch college a lot. But he's definitely a guy I can talk to and trust with his college opinion. Trust. This is like the guru guy. Yeah. <laughs> called fantasy yeah. expert. You call Joe Ravito. <laughs> uh, Joe, your team moved up, moved up, moved back side to side. Um, made a lot of big moves before the draft started. So let me ask you this. Is it more of we believe in Tua or is it we just don't believe in this draft class? Uh, I think it's a little combination of both. Um, first and foremost, I think they never – Tua didn't have his chance last year to actually get a real look. Uh, coming off the hip injury, shortened uh, offseason. Uh, so the team knows um, 
they got a shot now to get a real look at him. These quarterbacks, oh, you know, as good as they are, they have all a lot of the same question marks he has come he had coming out. Um, and basically with that, uh, they're in the same situation they were at last year when they drafted him. Um, and honestly, I think this is the best situation. I think that's why the trade happened in the first place. They just picked up the ammunition they need where if Tua doesn't work out this year to go and get the Sean Watson next year if they want. Do the masseuses okay. come with them? <laughs> hey, we'll see what happens. He's, he's gonna improve, he'll improve it guilty, right? Joe, my, my question to yeah. you, Joe, my question to you about the Dolphins, I mean, this is kind of a straightforward question. Obviously, you want to put Tua in the best position to succeed and hopefully do a better job than what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. So who's the playmaker? What playmaker are you hoping uh, falls to the Dolphins? Or who's the most realistic option for you? Uh, I've seen a lot of waddle. Yeah, everyone that knows me, I said from the very beginning, I was banging the table for Chase, but now it looks like he won't be there. Um, I think he's by far the best player at the receiver position this draft. Um, I honestly think the pick is going to be Waddle. Do I think he's the best guy of the two? Uh, him or Smith? I don't know. I think it's completely up in the air. Uh, two completely different style receivers. Um, Waddle definitely has um, different traits than the guys they already have on their roster. So I think that's why he fits the team better. Uh, Will Fuller's that speed demon, but he's really more of that deep guy, just only goes straight. Waddle can catch all those underneath routes, work the slot. Um, they got Parker, who's that big jump ball type guy. Also can work the middle of the field as well as Gusecki, who's a weapon in the middle of the field as well. So I think Waddle, yeah, exactly, your boy, <laughs> Penn State. So he fits what they have best, obviously, and he obviously has some kind of connection with Tua playing with him. Um, and who knows, going into the year, everyone said Waddle was the best player of the two, even though Smith won the Heisman this year. So, again, I think Waddle's the pick. Um, but it's still – I'm kind of torn on the two myself. I think they're pretty even. They're just completely different types of receivers. Joe, I got a question for you. Do you think that they weighed to his opinion at all between the two? I'm definitely. Or, I'm assuming he was definitely in the in the mix for that conversation. Uh, he has to, you have yeah, to, he has how do you to not? Be, but yeah, but do you think how how much weight? I mean, I guess would you put in his decision, like based off of what you just earlier said, that he's not a hundred percent the guy yet. We don't a hundred percent know he's your guy. You know, there's still you're definitely asking his opinion. Down. But at the end of the day, you're going with your GM. You're going with your scouts. You're going with the guys. Um, that are making the decisions, but his his opinion definitely has some weight. Um, like I said, it's definitely it's not a lot. I don't think it's now, a Joe, lot. who's who's steering the ship down there? Is it Flores or is it GM? I think they actually work really well together. I'm going to be honest with you. It seems like um, Greer gets the guys he wants. Flores know he knows exactly what Flores is looking for. His type of guys. Um, at the same point, they've proven they don't give a damn about how quickly they'll cut you if you're not fitting into what they're doing. You saw it with Van Noy. Uh, guy couldn't stay on the field last year, even though they gave him big money, let him go. Uh, your favorite player, Eric Flowers, you know, got tra- tra- traded right get back out. out. Get him right get him back out. out to Washington, which, hey, opens up the chance that who knows, maybe they shock you and they take Sewell to play the right tackle spot and protect to his blind side. Um, don't think it's likely to happen, but, again, it's a possibility. You never know. Um, but that's really, as far as it goes, I think Greer is making the calls, but they're working really well together. Again, I'm as a fan, it's been a shit show for a while, and it finally looks like it's been righted. So, Yeah, you guys have been – kind of anointed that team that is the up and coming the new like the you know like the past teams that we saw like couple we saw them progress from missing the playoffs or struggling then getting there you know they, that's what you guys have been basically anointed and uh very well deserved because I mean you guys have started like competing every year year in and year out I mean you guys always give the Patriots a hard time I mean 
you're not competing every year in and year out. I should take that back. But you're, you know, you're fighting and you guys have gradually gotten better over the past couple of years, at least. And then I think, I think Tua has a good shot to be a good quarterback in this league. I mean, I, I thought he was good coming out. And I think the hip injury, like you said, definitely sent him back in the shortened season and the pandemic altogether that all combined kind of inhibit, uh, slowed down his progression through his rookie year for the most part. I mean, and then again, they had the Fitz magic, uh, ordeal in and out and that's always hard too, but. Um, basically for me, the big thing with two, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm not sold on him at all. Um, Thank you. only Thank thing you I saw, that. yeah, I'm honest as hell. I'll tell you how it is. Yeah. I, I saw nothing last year except for how quickly he gets the ball out of his hands and how quickly he can get the reads. But we knew that already going, coming out. That was something that was, a uh, something he was good at. Um, for me, the arm strength was the biggest thing that I saw that was lacking last year. And I'm, I don't know if that's the hit. That's why I said you got to give him this extra year. Um, I don't know if that was the hip injury. You don't know if he was coming off. You know, he's only six or seven months removed coming into the season last year off the hip injury. Um, so I saw nothing as far as except for the timing and how quick he gets the ball out of his hands. But being able to feel pressure, things like that, I didn't see it. And you saw it right away when Fitzpatrick, who was able to step in and complete with the same team, do completely different things. So. Um, for me, especially, I saw nothing as far as that tells me he's he's the guy. But I think you still have, where you drafted him and the capital you used on him, you have to give him that opportunity to be the guy. And they're in no rush. Like I said, they got the capital back by moving down from three to twelve, back up to six. You got that extra first rounder next year. Where if you need to trade two firsts and Watson ends up being the guy you go after, you still have the capital. And now all these teams will have a quarterback. You know, if the Jets hit and if these teams all hit on quarterbacks there's less people that you're competing with to go ahead and get them. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely true. Oh, I was, I was just curious. curious. Go ahead, Evan. No, so I was I curious. Say my two point was based off of college more. So I didn't get much. In, I, he, like you said, he didn't play that well in the NFL last year. No. But. Joe, I was curious as to like what positions you'd like to see the Dolphins address later in the draft. Cause if you look at the roster, the secondary is pretty solid, but outside of that, there's not a lot of guys that you could look forward in the future. Like, yeah, that's going to be my starter three years from now. So what are some of the positions you want to see Greer and Flores attack later on after um, I disagree with that. On the D-line, we don't have any big names, but Christian Wilkins is more than proven. He's capable up front. Raekwon Davis was a second-round pick last year that when he came in, completely took over the nose and started stuffing the run. He's, you know, he's a one, one-dimensional player. Um, I don't see those guys being you know, superstars by any means, but it's proven that they were a top defense for a reason. Ogba stepped up last year. Um, but I do see them D-end being an issue. They need more pass rush. Um, Van Ginkle did a nice job. He's going to be in a starting role next year. Um, but they, I could see a guy like Quiddy Pay later on in the draft as a guy that I like um, rushing the passer. Um, they also have an issue at, let me see, tackle, obviously, now that you trade uh, Flowers. Uh, so Flowers is a guy that was real solid for them at guard, believe it or not, last year. Um, they were young. They drafted a tackle uh, in the first round, another guard uh, later in the draft and the tackle in the second round. They're sliding that tackle hunt over to play that guard spot. So tackle became another opening uh, that they need. But the linebacker spot's another huge one. I, like I said, I've been telling guys, I love Parsons. I know Ryan loves Parsons. I would not be oh, upset. Oh, love Parsons? <laughs> don't even get him started. Don't, I would not be upset him. if he went six. I really wouldn't. Obviously, you know, it would be a reach, a bit of a reach. But um, he's a guy. He's a game changer at the linebacker spot. He could do it all. Um, and he's a guy, like you said, Evan, you're looking for that guy, you know, a couple years down the road. He's a guy that I think he's a franchise linebacker. doesn't matter what spot, middle, weak side. He can rush the passer. So he's a guy that when someone gets him, I think he's going to go later than he should. Um, that would be a stud. But as far as guys they have, Baker does a nice job. He's, he's really more of a, a cover guy. Um, but 
Flores has done a nice job of mixing those guys in and getting his guys, um, guys that kind of complement each other really well. And that's one of the big things I like about him. He gets the most out of his players. <clears throat> you see, want to see him do something about the running back positions? Because I know Gaskins yeah, on med put together nice. a good, a decent season. So I think you can argue that the, the Dolphins don't have to put significant capital into it. But is that something you want to see improved, or you think you could roll with Gaskins and Ahmed? So my big thing is I'm a big fan of Najee Harris. Big fan of Najee Harris. Can do it all, yeah. can pound the rock, can catch the ball out of the backfield. Those are the type of backs I think that are successful in the league um, now. Um, otherwise, you can get away with committees looking across the league now. Very few guys tote the rock themselves, catch the ball out of the backfield. And even some of the top guys, McCaffrey, those guys, they break down. All right, they can't do it game in, game out. You can't. Um, so I'm okay with like these mid-round guys pairing with a Gaskin. Gaskin's proved. He could be a compliment to somebody. You could pair, you could find a back that pairs with him. I don't think they need to address it early. If they did, I wouldn't be upset with it. If it was Harris, um, I know a lot of people are high on Javante Williams. I know um, not a big ETN fan. Uh, really, I'm not hoping the Jets take him so he can make them miserable. No, yeah, yeah, I'm not five a, years. I'm not an ETN. Oh, no, they'll screw it up. Don't you know? I'll take him. They don't. Need I think help. their second pick overall do enough trouble for themselves. So for me, like I said, the, the big thing, uh, the running back spot, if they address it, I'm okay with it, but I don't think it's a huge need with how many picks they have. Having four picks in the top 50 also helps. <clears throat> now, Joe, throughout, throughout today, there's been a lot of headlines, and I say this all the time on draft day. The draft day headlines, no matter who they're coming for, Schaffner, freaking uh, all, all the Rappaport, all the big names, I think they're all these dummy clues that are they're either getting fed this misinformation to throw people off. I don't believe a word I hear on draft day, especially draft day. Um, so with the Garoppolo thing and San Francisco and what they're going to do with Mac Jones, all right? Throwing, throwing the Rodgers thing now too, right? Yeah, throw you throw the Rodgers thing in now too. Um, where do you – do you think – do you buy into the Mac Jones hype? Because right now people are putting Zach Wilson light years ahead of Mac Jones. The Jets are so far sold on this. Where do you see Mac Jones going? Do you see San Fran going there? Do you see and, – and do you think the Jets are – are fine with taking or good with taking Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's locked in it too. I think the big pick now at three, I think Trey Lance is the pick, not Mac Jones. Um, mm -hmm. Personally, that's my opinion. I've said it since the beginning. I know. That line shifted today too. The line started at noon. It, the Vegas mm -hmm. line had Mac Jones. The, there was a lot of rumors of Mac Jones. Yeah, Trey Lance. Yeah. Supposedly they've been saying Shanahan's love Jones. I think, yeah. uh, I think um, that's him trying to get, make sure no one's coming up to get his guy, even though no, you know, the jets aren't moving, but now he moved up to get him anyway. But I think Lance is the guy. There's no way um, you're moving up, trading all that capital to take um, Mac Jones. I don't, I don't see it. I really don't. I can't see it. You're trading three first-round picks to go up and get Mac Jones, who's really you know, a pocket passer, one-dimensional. Trey Lance, I can see it. The guy has Mahomes potential. He's also as athletic as any other quarterback in the league, you know, besides for those top-tier guys. Um, so for me, I completely understand the Lance potential. No way that I could think that Jones is the pick. At um, three, if it is, I mean, God bless them. Good for them. I mean, they got to uh, see something because yeah. a, a comment that Trent Dilfer made earlier in the week, and I said this to Evan, Evan had a very good comeback to it, was they asked – Trent Dilfer was asked, who do you, who's going to be the best quarterback of this draft class, do you think? And he said, whoever whoever San Francisco takes. So what do you think of them being able to develop a Trey Lance or a Mac Jones? Really, that's what it comes down to. Well, for any yeah, I mean, quarterback, that's, that's really, including Trevor Lawrence. That's everyone banking on Shanahan. I mean, you look everywhere he's been, his quarterbacks have done well. Um, so you're banking on him. They've got weapons there. That's not even a question. You know, you're talking Kittle, IU, uh, Debo Samuel. So the weapons are there. The old line's good. They got Trent Williams to come back. Um, so the really big thing, that's their biggest question. Defense is one of the top defenses in the league when healthy. Uh, so the position, it's a, definitely a huge pick because at the end of the day, 
if Dil and uh, we said Dilfer, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Dilfer. Yep. Yeah, Dilfer. Dilfer you know, Dilfer is supposedly you know is the quarterback guru when it comes to training these guys. So if he says it, I'm gonna go with it. Um, I'm not. Like I said I'm really haven't paid too much attention to the quarterback besides for watching them play. Um, me personally, I think the guy that's getting hammered, and I don't think he's deserving it by any means, is Fields. Um, yep. I think this guy is getting 100%. tanked for no reason. He's done nothing. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, out of nowhere. And first of all, if anything, you should have a great taste in your mouth in the way he played yeah. in the last game. the Clemson game. Yeah. And even, I mean, the, the championship game wasn't even all that bad. I mean, it wasn't great. It wasn't up to the level of the Clemson game. But he couldn't have left a better taste in your mouth, like you said. And it just, from that day on, it's just been shooting down. And I haven't understood it one bit. But I have, Trey Lance, going plus last. Six, I have Trey Lance plus 600 tonight to go through overall. So I'll take it. <laughs> that's a good ticket to be sitting on yeah <laughs> joe i i know you said you didn't really you don't have much of an opinion on the quarterbacks but just based off of watching it if you had to would you give us some type of feel how you're feeling towards the top five i guess or where they like kind of fall just off of what you saw i mean i think i think personally i think lawrence is in a category on his own i think the other three mm-hmm. guys are all no i'm sorry not the other three zach wilson trey lance Justin Fields are in the same class as far as huge potential. All of them do a little bit, something a little bit differently. Um, you know, Wilson's kind of that combination of speed, definitely a stronger arm than some of the other guys um, can make all the throws. Supposedly real smart. Um, looks like he's 15 years old. Yeah. Um, baby, baby face. Yeah, killer. yeah. So again, I like Wilson. I like Lance. I like Fields. I think Jones falls down. Mac Jones is in that next category for me. Um, again, just limited athletic ability. Played with three, you know, some of the top receivers and on the best team in college football, as far as you, you look at it. So for me, Mac Jones is just in that next um, step for me, and I honestly wouldn't take him over any of those other guys if that's me making the pick. Ryan was really hoping you were about to dump over Zach Wilson. I could see it in his face. No, he's, he's, I, no, <laughs> no, I mean, I I'm similar to I'm similar to how he has it. I have he's I have boomer bust. I'm gonna put it right now. He's boomer bust. You're gonna either have, have a stud yeah. or you're gonna have a bump. He's going to be yeah, a stutter or a bump. Right. I have, I'm so ready similar. to come too. Yeah. I can. Like, I have the same similar thing. Lawrence if, if is the thing on his own. If it all zone. clicks for Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson can be very, very good. It's stutter bump for me. That's the way I'm looking at it. That's But I, that's what has Mac Jones. I think he's a little lower uh, lower floor. Lower, yes. Yeah. Ceiling, ceiling's think, not as high, but yeah, the floor is higher. Yeah. And that's what makes him that second group with uh, Lance and Fields. And I have Lance a little slower down on those two. But then I, I don't know. Something about Zach Wilson just has been rubbing me a wrong way. What? What? Yeah, I think it's the uh, the t-shirt. Small school. It's a small school. It's a small school. A hundred percent. It's a small school, and he hasn't played anyone. I don't think school matters, honestly. Josh Allen. Josh Allen went to a small school. I know. Yeah. Well, there's a little bit, but they. But the thing about him. The thing about him. That the thing about him. The difference about him. It was a shortened season, right? And he didn't have much film on them. And a lot of their opponents that are people are overlooking, overlooking were, or some of them at least, they were scheduled the week of. So they weren't breaking down film and preparing for these guys all the time. So no, that, that is a good point, Ryan. Had, uh, it was a, it was a weather both ways, storms. Now. That could go both I ways. Does, he still yeah. had great games against those teams. So you can't yeah, but kill it's him easier, for the last loss. It's easier to have your defense ready to play as opposed to an offense. Yeah. That's yeah, right. So that's I, that's I his that. action. So you're you're now, actually saying that you're helping Wilson there. No, <laughs> I guess. Now, Joe, let I me mean, ask I you just this. Don't, I don't see it. What's up? I, I think that this draft really is going to depend on what Atlanta does at four. A lot of mock drafts have going with Pitts. Where do you where do you see Atlanta going? Because Atlanta could really take the draft to the completely upside down. What if, what if they take a quarterback? Honestly, you know? if I'm Atlanta, I'm taking Justin Fields and I'm letting him sit a year behind Matt Ryan. That's just me. He's a hometown kid. He's from he's from Georgia. 
Um, that's what I would do personally. I don't. I think the tight end is way the spot is way too much of a luxury to start taking at four. As good as you think Pitts is, um, at the end of the day, unless unless he's George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, good, it, it's not going to matter. You have good tight ends. Darren Waller is a great tight end. Guess what? The Raiders no. still suck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's that's his that's his player comparison when I look at him. He looks at yeah, me exactly yeah, like it. No, hundred. You're hundred percent right. He looks it. like Darren Waller to me. hundred percent. Speed, size. Yeah, speed, size does everything purely because of that. I I don't think he does anything really great. He can't really block in line. Um, he does a decent job of it, but he's not great at it. Um, so to me, it's one of those. It's just too much of a luxury to take it for. So if I'm them, I'm taking a quarterback and I'm letting him sit here, especially knowing you have Calvin Ridley, you have uh, all these receivers you could possibly trade Julio for, probably anything you want right now. The guy still has value. Um, so you have some talent there to build back around and not have to, you know, God forbid Matt Ryan's done and you know, you're starting all over again. Now you have Cal- you're going to have to pay Ridley and have a rookie quarterback. At least you have a rookie quarterback against the pay Ridley. So I, I, I think also a combination of a lot of you seeing uh, pits at four is people are expecting if they're not going to take a quarterback, I think they might trade out too. Cause I think that's, that's where the trading starts to get that's anywhere from four to 15. I think we can see it. I think seven, part. I think seven is the lock where you're seeing a trade. Detroit has way too uh, many needs. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think, thought seven for sure. I'm pretty sure seven is where you're going to see Bill Belichick come up and get his quarterback. At seven, uh-huh. New England, I have a feeling is going to come up. Design it up. Right. You got to watch uh, out for Belichick. They're the quiet. They're quiet ones here in this draft. You ain't heard from them. I'd agree, disagree with that. I think the page fifteen is a tough spot because, in my head, there's like only twelve or thirteen real elite players in this draft. And if you go all the way back to fifteen, there's a good chance you're missing out on like the core top talent in the draft. And Detroit, Detroit has so many picks for the Matt Stafford trade. If they like someone at seven, I don't see why they just don't take them because you're not. They have no. No lack of picks in the next couple of years, but at the same point, you I could think, argue you could argue they're going to get the game same guy at seven they can get at fifteen. Devonta Smith could be sitting down there at fifteen, possibly. Yeah, and he could be yeah. their pick at seven. How, yeah, the quarterbacks and the ta- and the offensive line. Depending on how many teams league. trade up is going to determine what happens because if you have two teams trade up for a quarterback, it's pushing two good positional players back yeah. down in this draft. So I mean, you're talking there's three stud corners in my eyes that are man to man physical press corners that are going to be locked down corners. i know you have the same three names as me let me yeah let me hear. farley jace horn patrick certain okay how those you, are my three how you feel about newsome? how you feel about newsome from northwestern New, newsome, I, newsome i do i do like he's probably he's in that, yes he's in that next tier i would say I, I like a more under the radar guy, Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, he's not, I mean, not that not under the radar. radar bro. Well, just because of his name, his name. Okay, but he's not he's not in the first. I, I'm talking about coming like a next tier, like not looked at the first or second, early second round guy. I'm saying uh, one of the cornerbacks that I really like. Yeah, a guy I like that's really under the radar in the NBA draft is uh, LeBron James Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what you just. <laughs> if, if he's going, if he's going in the second round, then sure. Samuel's had a first round grade for years. Um, he's slipping a little bit. I think it's more due to um, size a little bit. He doesn't have the same size these other guys have. Um, you know, everyone wants that six one press corner nowadays that can run with guys as well. Um, mm-hmm. that's what those other three have. Um, but again, who knows? You never know. It's it's a toss up. Those are the three guys I watch on tape. And again, I watch DBs a lot and I like watching the DBs personally. Uh, and I think they just, again, the big question was Farley is the health. The health. That's what I was just yeah. about to say. What do you think about those, those back surgeries? I think, I, I, I honestly think he has a chance to fall out of the first round potentially. And that's the problem. I think the injury is going to be what causes him to slip. But if, if he really is healthy, like he say he says he is, he's just as good as those other two guys, if not better. Um, based off his play last I year. I think, 
I, I, I personally don't think it's a matter of his health, his current health. It's just a matter of the actual, like going the forward. Like the, it's, su- it's such high risk. Like, so, I mean, he would be good value if he slipped to the second, but a lot of, I can see why a lot of teams are hesitant. Like dude, back surgery is serious for anybody, even if you're not playing in the NFL. So the yeah, so they're talking about the Saints too needing a corner coming up. Yeah, I was going to say the Saints might even trade up. A lot of corner, a lot of teams need a cornerback, and I think if you see either Dallas or even Philly, if you see the top two go, then I think you can start seeing a lot more than. Well, I think you could lock in. one in for Dallas at ten. Yeah, I don't for know. sure. I don't yeah. know which, which one, one, but, but one you can lock sure. one yeah. in at ten. I think. And then if they both make it past there, I think Philly might. Our next, it, our next guest definitely has an idea who they're taking. So. Um, Joe, we really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you gave us a lot of insight with the Dolphins and the, and the draft overall. Um, we're going to have Joe back on probably, you know, throughout the off season, perhaps. And definitely. In the I want to get season. into his RJ Barrett takes soon. No, no, I got Joe to come on the RJ. I got Joe to come on the RJ. I text him every time RJ plays well. But when he doesn't score any points until the fourth quarter, then he's quiet. We're back to our winning ways. All right, Joe's got to go. He has to go. Good evening, Joe. Thanks for coming. Take it easy. Thanks again, Joe. Good luck tonight. Hey, you know, that that was a lot. Joe gave us a lot of information there. Um, Look, this draft, I really did. I said to Joe, I think at four with the Falcons of what they're going to do really determines this draft. But, guys, real quick, we can get some Jets talking. Personally, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. I think there's a lot of factors here that there's a lot of more, a lot of guys that have proven have done so much more. And quite frankly, with the way the Jets are, every three years they rotate the tires here. Um, That's right. Do you guys, yeah. what do you, do we, what, how do you guys feel? How is this different from Sam Darnold? Yeah, I want to get my question. To the floor uh, and battle it out. Evan, do you want to go first or do you want to? Well, if we're talking about how he's different than Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson's just, He's a much better prospect than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold had some real concerns coming out of college. Like he turned the ball over at an aggressive rate in the Pac-12, which is not a great conference. And you look at Zach Wilson. I think last year he, I think he had two interceptions and one was on a Hail Mary. So like you can't really hold that one against him. And he doesn't really fumble. He has a lot of things that Sam Darnold just didn't do. His deep ball is a lot better. There's just a lot of things that like we see in Zach Wilson that we didn't see in Darnold. If you took away Darnold's, I think it was his, his redshirt freshman year in that game against Penn State, that knocked him up at that least a couple, of, like at least ten spots in people's minds because he played incredible. But if you look at the year after, he just wasn't that good. And we see Zach Wilson. I know everyone's gonna say competition, 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 but you can look at each of the other quarterback prospects. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, his team was so much better than every other team in the in the ACC. You can argue that he has competition questions. If you look at Justin Fields last year. The Big Ten was terrible, and Ohio State was incredible. The gap between the talents of his team and the rest of the Big Ten, huge. And Trey Lance, outside of, outside of James Madison, who I believe they played, right? No Dukes! Oh, Dukes. Yep, we they, saw, they, me and they, you, we saw him live. So if you want to bring up these competition questions about Zach Wilson, you have to look who down did, the line. Who, who, did, who, did, who did they play? Who did, who did BYU play? Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, That's Coastal it. Carolina was a good team. Anytime, anywhere. Yeah, but it's about the talent gap of the guys no, on no, his team. I'm not even, I don't even. I don't even think the the whole strength of competition. I think that's. I think that's irrelevant. You have to look at traits when you're evaluating quarterbacks. To your point, yes, uh, Darnold did have a lot of turnover problems. I think the one thing that Darnold had going and why uh, people were so high on him originally was his age. Like the kid came into the league as a 20 year old. Like 
So any, 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 um, any evaluator was sitting there thinking like this kid is 20, I can mold him. I can fix him. And he was moving the right direction the first two years. Like you can, we can agree that he was at least progressing and becoming a better player. And then we screwed him over and gave him one of the worst head coaches of all time. And it all went to, it all went to crap. So how is it different? In my opinion, it's not different. They're, they're doing what they have to do. If they're, if they want to stay at that pick, they, they already made the decision to move on and they have to start again. So we're going through it again. I mean, it's been 10 years. We've seen, we've seen it three times already. Absolutely. We've seen it three times. So it's, it's in in my head as, as like a, as a Jets fan, like, yeah, the pro you can argue Zach Wilson is a slightly better prospect, but to my mind, we're doing the same thing and just hoping we're doing it right this time. And then after we select him, we're actually going to try and give him a chance to succeed. So, I mean, whoever the pick is, I mean, it's probably going to be Wilson, like, full support. Like, I'm on board with what I'm this thinking. This is the calmest I've ever seen this man going into a draft. Like delusional. No, I know. But, dude, dude, I've seen – every season he tells me the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl for some reason. No, I do not. No, I almost, do not. Almost. <laughs> as close as you can get. Uh, every preseason. No, every preseason. Speaking, speaking of a guy. Like, how speak- calm is he right now? Speaking of a team that thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl every year, our next guest is a major super fan of this team. Um, he's annoying, um, along with the rest of their fans. Shout out Justin Jason Taylor of the Dallas Cowboys. Us. So, Justin, how you doing? Is that a CD Lamb? Oh, or, guys, uh, how you going? Yo, flash, you say? flash the back of that jersey real quick. Let's go. CD Lamb, baby. What's going on, guys? Uh, Justin, man, what do you? This is a hell of a night. This is an iconic opportunity here for for your for your boys here. What you're drafting? What should ten. number ten? ten. It should be number two because you guys are so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, who and you? Who are you taking? You know what? I could just play one sound. Who we're taking? JC Horn. <laughs> 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 Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Six one corner, press cover corner, physical, a little bit raw NFL talent, but I think he'll get there. A little bit better pick. It's a toss up between him and uh, Patrick Sertain, but um, I really think the Cowboys got to go JC Horn here. Um, they got ties with uh, Mike McCarthy, Joe Horn. You know, you're famous. Flip the the cell the phone, phone up. The cell phone up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's Joe Horn. That's his father right there. Yep. So you got ties with Mike McCarthy. I think this is a no-brainer pick for the Cowboys. Bring him home, baby. And I definitely love that when um when they have ties to former players. I love that about players. I mean, like you, you guys just did that last year with Diggs, who's Stefan Diggs' younger brother, right? If I'm not mistaken, right. and he cornerback from Alabama. I love and the Cowboys are known to kind of go and get that guy. Not they're not going to do it with the first pick, but they take somewhat of a risk. They the Lyle Collins and They've been taking a lot of guys, and the CD Lamb when they've already had wide receivers, they've been taking a lot of risks that I like, and I think it's fun. I think the Cowboys are one of the funnest teams during the draft day to watch as probably a Cowboy fan because you know Jerry's going to get his way and have his say for the most part, but they can kind of go however they feel for the most part. Usually, at least for the past recent past couple of years, they've had their quarterback, they had their line kind of locked up, so they've had to build the rest of the team, and I think they have a bright future, and they can you know build around it on defensively because they got all the offensive weapons in the league uh, that you need in the league for the most part. Well, you got Dak now too. There you go. Yeah. Dak's back healthy, paid, fumbling, fumbling, stumbling Zeke. You got him back there too. 
Yeah, hey, what are you going to do? But Hey, Mr. I saw Holmes, Zeke work out today. Yeah, Zeke looked good today. Definitely yeah, looked good. He looks good. skinny. He looks like he hasn't been eating. We just need to let the draft board come to us today. You know, you might have the Pats calling. Uh, come, might want to move up to 10. Um, yeah, I mean, you have a couple different players. You have offensive tackle, Sewell, if he drops. Um, you have a couple different players, a couple different options that you can do here. And it's just one of the best years for the Cowboys in the draft scenario. Um, go defense all the way. I think we go the cornerback route. And uh, I know a lot of players, uh, a lot of teams want Diggs paired with uh, Sertain. You know, they used to play in Alabama together. But, yeah, I, I think the best pick here is definitely uh, J.C. Horn. Bring him home. So Justin, I'm very curious. What's going to be different this year? Because the Cowboys, like despite their lack of success, have been one of the better drafting teams in football. If you look at the last couple of years, they're consistently adding starters early and late in the draft. What's different? Because you didn't really add anyone in free agency. You're probably going to draft all again because the Cowboys front office does that. Do you see the Cowboys yeah. taking the next step? Um, I mean, you know, you got to put your trust in VP General Pelaire Operations, Will McClay, um, does a great job with the draft from year to year. And, you know, it's just um, just getting it done, just doing execution style, um, you know, just actually getting it done on Sundays and everything. And uh, I think they need to take that next step. Um, you got Dan Quinn in this year, switching back to the 4-3, where I think we'll play a little bit better. Jalen Smith will have a little bit better year. Hopefully Leighton Vander Esch comes back. Um you know, you got to have that of a draft this year. This is a key year. I mean, your offense is pretty much set. The defensive side of the ball is a lot of question marks, uh, especially in the secondary. It's got hammered uh, the last few years. But, you know, we had a couple of offseason additions, not great players, Keanu Neal, Demonte Kazee, uh, just, you know, kind of plug-and-play players. But, you know, Dan Quinn, I have faith in him. I think he's a great, great coach. And, you know, he wasn't head coach material in Atlanta and, Unfortunately, that didn't pan out, but I think he's got a fresh start with the uh, with the Cowboys going forward. He's got the full trust of the staff. Mike McCarthy is going to let him coach. And I think just they need to just get after it this year, play physical ball. Um, that's been lacking long for a long, long time. They just don't go out there. They don't play physical. They play, you know, they just let the offense do whatever they want to them on defense, worst defense in the league last year. And I think we just need to step it up this year. And I think this is the year. I mean, you take your cornerback, you take a tackle, uh, maybe in the second or third round, and, and, and it's go time. The NFC East is ours. Let's do it. Justin, to your point, and I'm glad I'm glad you said it, just because uh, a head coach uh, prospect doesn't work out doesn't necessarily mean he's not a good coach and can't be a great coordinator. I mean, the, we just saw it with Todd Bowles winning a Super Bowl after not being able to coach worth a damn for the Jets for a couple of years. So my question to you is, what are your expectations heading into the next season? Obviously, the draft is a huge step to what you guys want to accomplish. I mean, do you see, do you see the Cowboys as a favorite to win the division and compete in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the offense is pretty much set. You know, you know your offensive line is there. You have your skilled players, you know. You know, Lamb and Cooper and Dak's back and healthy. You need to get the run game going with Zeke. And I'm not really too worried about the offensive side of the ball at all. I mean, for probably about the 10, past 10 or 15 years, it's been defense for us. I mean, we had one of the worst defenses in history last year, let up about a little over 30 touchdowns. I think it was 30 touchdowns, passing touchdowns for uh, for quarterbacks. And, you know, it's it's just enough is enough. You know, you've been taken advantage of for year after year. Um, you should have won the division last year. I mean, you didn't, you didn't have, 
you know, you had yeah. some bad circumstances yeah. with that going down, but you, what are you going to do there? And, you know, you had a prime opportunity to go ahead and take the, take the division where, you know, where everyone else sucked. Over. Yeah. Everybody else sucks. That's the thing, right? And there. that's why and, I think it know, is your division to lose yeah. again. Still. What was that? Um, I, I said, this is why I think it's your division to lose at this point. But um, my question yeah. for you would be, what would it take? like you alluded to before, what would it take? Put, I want you to put in your GM hat. What would it take for you to trade back to 15 with the Patriots? What do they have to call an offer to get you to say yes? And, or for you as a fan to be okay with? Yeah. I, I think it really comes down to how the draft falls to us. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going top four quarterbacks right away, bam, one through four. Um, and you, you know, you don't really have much draft capital too. Um, but you know, if the Patriots willing to move up to 10 and they, Hey, Justin Fields is still there. If he's the fifth quarterback left or if he's the next quarterback left, I think they want him. So, you know, I would, I would definitely do go ahead and take a second round for, you know, moving up to five spots from Pats to 10. Um, another one would be a lot of, a lot of teams have, um, they mock Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys, uh, with a trade. Don't really love that. He's going into his fifth year. Um, coming off the injury, I don't really love that that much. Um, if it would have to be the Pats, I would definitely go ahead and do um, J.C. Jackson, cornerback for them. Pretty good player. The second-round tender on him, not seven, eight interceptions last season. Yeah, I think he had, yep, something like that, about nine interceptions last year. Good player, young player. Um, I think that gets it done. So that swap first-round picks, maybe like a later fifth or sixth-round pick just to get it done to sweeten the deal a little bit for Jerry. But – you know, you know, you don't never end up on the other side of those Patriots phone calls as the Cowboys. It's not something they don't like dealing with us. You know, Jerry and well, Bill. Bill, I'll smart. I'll thank you all. Bill's gonna yeah, thank you. All. I mean, yeah, Stephen Jones is not the brightest of guys. No. Uh, you know, Jerry's had his issues before, but you know, I think with Will McClay, I think he can you know get it done. So if Bill comes calling and says, "Hey, I'll give you J.C. Jackson and uh, fourth or fifth round pick." maybe even a little bit later. I don't see why not. We move back to 15. You still have a couple tackles on the board. Maybe a plug-in player. Yeah. So. Now, Justin, you got about a, about a minute and a half left. Last question for you. There's a bit of a rivalry between you and the Eagles on draft night. Do you see that in any way impact? You guys are right there. The NFC is literally right 10, 11, 12. You know, do you see them trying to make a move and shout out, get you? What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, uh, I think, you know, they've been calling all week to teams to move up ahead of us. You know, they, they have similar needs. They definitely need a corner cornerback, um, you know, certain even Horn with them. If they move, uh, you know, they might try to swap with Detroit, get ahead of us. But yeah, that's definitely something that the Cowboys need to be worried about. They need to, you know, just make sure that's not happening and, you know, whatever they can do to kind of, you know, get them off the beaten trail and, you know, you don't, you never want a division rival jumping over you. You know, they did that a few years ago and they jumped over us and took Dallas Goddard, but you know, yeah. it didn't work out that well for them, but it's still, it's, it's a kind of embarrassing in a way where, you know, your player that you want gets, you know, taken from you from a division rival. So, um, you know, I, ho I hope we are able to stay where we're at a 10. I hope the Eagles stay where they are and, you know, we'll just go from there. And I just hope, we can have a good draft this year. I mean, let the board come to us. We don't need to outstretch ourselves. We don't need to move up. Um, just let yeah. it come to us. Take no, our You're play. absolutely right. The ball's in your court. You got the big contract on the quarterback. You got everything you want. You're big time running back and all these weapons and no excuse this season. I think there's no excuse. No excuse for the Giants, too. I got a question for you before Dario, I guess, gets you out of here. Um, who do you, who's your biggest threat 
as the Cowboys, what team do you see that feel the biggest threat in the division is the, the red, uh, the Washington football team, the Eagles or the giants? Uh, I would, I would probably have to go the Eagles. I mean, you know, you never really can count them out every year too. Oh, wow. I know they have a lot of questions, you know, um, they always play as tough. You know, you have Washington, you have Fitzpatrick there. I mean, he probably will get you a couple wins. They, they may not do much. Maybe even Haskins there. Giants, I'm not really worried about at all. I mean, Daniel Jones, we've, we've seen. I mean, if we can get after him, you know, on the defensive line, he fumbles. So, I mean, we can put a lot of pressure on him. I'm not really worried true. about that. It's really that simple. เสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียงเสียง
That's <laughs> first and foremost. He's got to stop killing worms. My question, I guess, for you would be um, where, you can't really predict where he's going to go, but what would you prefer? Where, if you were the in control, where would you want to go at 15? What would be your play? I think oof, that's tough. Yeah, that 15 there's, is a tough spot because you guys, like you said early, you guys are, there's rumors you're going forward. There's rumors you're going back. Very few rumors because, like you said, they keep a lot of stuff close to the chest. And so, so it's it's kind of out of character because Bill woke up and said, y'all must have forgot who we are. And so he's out of character in what he does. So mm-hmm. Bill Bill went and spent a lot of money in free agency. So are they going to do the same thing in the draft? Are they going to be aggressive? Or are they going to play it safe? So it's it's really just hard to tell. I mean, as far as needs – quarterback of the future who is it something we don't what know what you do um what do you think it will limit it down for you quarterback wise of the attainable guys which would you like to see i guess that's the mac jones the fields and the trey lance we'll give the two out i of the think way. if fields falls look for them to make a move because bill belichick what they wanted if they could get a healthy cam like 2015 cam i think this offense could be very scary but if they bring in a Justin Fields like, and like they trade with the Cowboys at ten or the Falcons at seven, or the Falcons four. at four, four. That's how Falcons at four. Jacob, Jacob the, the, Lions, the, Lion, the Lions are at seven. That's what our one of the our Lions previous guests had. Yeah. So the, if they make a move, make a move in the top ten, and Fields falls to that, look look for if Fields falls, like some people are calling for, because honestly nobody knows what they're doing. This whole thing is a giant crapshoot success rate of draft picks are very low, but yeah, nobody knows what they're doing. Um, so it all just depends if they do go quarterback fields makes sense because uh, feel uh, because Bill Belichick has been burned by Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson repeatedly. Absolutely. He's torched his defense and he's like, well, that's the future of the game. That's how he thinks they're going to go moving forward. Like that's the, the type of quarterback they should win with in the future. That's why he went out and got cam for a million dollars last year. And it's, paying them i think 18 million this year if that's what they do but the 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 linebacking i'd like to see i'd also like to see them uh, take parsons as well i think that'd be a solid one i love parsons if they if they if they if they stay at 15 look for them to take a secondary secondary pick because stefan gilmore is getting older they did lose patrick chung in the secondary uh duggars their last year their second their first pick off the board in the second round last year played some good time for them last year did some good things. So look for them to adjust on the defensive side of the ball. I think on the draft as well. I got a real quick question. What is the latest on McCourty? Is he, he's gone or is he going to, is he still there, in talks with them potentially there, to come back? Cause I know the giants flirt with him as a giant fan. I've seen that, but Rutgers guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both Rutgers guys. They're twins. Um, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I haven't seen any new information out on them on, on what, what they're going to do. I mean, Bill Belichick's the type of guy that like, look, here's the facts. Yeah. This is what I'm willing to pay you at this age and to do this for this amount of money. And like, I got a question for you. So I, I, you, you, you are supposed to be the online expert. Obviously you played online your whole life. Hot no. He's a hot molly. Yeah, hog molly is what we need in this town. More oh, hog molly. Got that, Ryan? My, um, I, t- I, t- tell your teams question. to come pay me. <laughs> tell your teams to come pay me. I'll work cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask my question? Ask my yeah, question. go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. 
Thank that wasn't me this Thank time. You. So who, so who in your mind, I know we've been talking about this for a while. I don't, I just want to see if your opinion has shifted. Who is the top offensive lineman in this class? Is it Slater or is it Sewell? Ooh, it's tough. They both have very good offensive line qualities when you look at it as a tackle. I mean, both are going to be franchise players, tackles. They all have the height, build, tenacity um, from all those. They both took the season off this past year, worked with their own gurus, and have been doing stuff. And it really all just depends on on the system. Like, I think that Panay would do really good in Cincinnati. That's just my take. I think he'd be really good in Cincinnati if he's there or if he falls to the Dolphins. I think Slater fits in a better scheme if he goes to Detroit. It's just scheme-wise and how those type of players are. They're both very good at what they do and very young and very powerful. Good hands. They all tested well. It's hard to give one or the other. It's like asking who's a better all-time great quarterback, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Like It's mm-hmm. debatable and based on who Peyton. it is. That's very <laughs> I got a Patriots question for you. Have you lost, like everyone has confidence in Belichick, the coach. Have you lost any confidence in Belichick, the drafter? Cause the last couple of years, the returns have not been great. Like, yeah, he's we, solid question. I mean, guilty as charged. I mean, he hasn't really hit much on his draft picks in the past couple of years. I mean, you look at, you look at the tight ends that they drafted haven't really been productive out of their uh, in their offense and that's why they went out and got hunter hunter henry and johnny smith they filled the holes that they needed to the the areas that they missed in these past drafts that haven't paid off they filled in free agency like so it's is it his ability to draft diminishing i would say no because like i said the success rate of drafting people is not very high i mean Look at it. The Jets tried to look what the Jets have done. Look what all these other quarter. Oh. Don't, don't not just the Jets. <laughs> not just the Giants. Yeah, no, I mean, he he haven't drafted well. The Giants, the Giants he's not. He's right. Not. I mean, everyone. There's, everyone. Outside, it's of, not, outside of the Cowboys, I don't think there's been many teams that have consistently hit in the at least the most recent. It's not an exact. Forty Niners. It's there's no exact science. It's because nobody knows actually what how these players are going to be as they go on they just see what they see on film what they see as a person because there's there's certain it factors that you just can't necessarily account for in the physical a lot a lot of people don't understand how much as the games progress in levels the speed of the game changes a little bit you get a little faster people get a little bit bigger people get a little bit longer but the complexities up here for people to get and understand are totally different looking at several nfl playbooks is just some of the stuff, the complex complexity levels that they do at the defenses that they're running, the offenses that you're trying to come up with is well, Christian, just especially really how, how a college offensive line is expected to play now. It's a lot of, you know, zone zone uh, blocking schemes, and not a lot, it's not a lot of thinking. It's more just step right, step left. As opposed to the NFL, they're still pulling. They still got to identify certain, you know, different fronts. So I feel like you're right. The NFL, they think a lot more. And for a lot of guys, that, that curve, especially for quarterbacks too, um, it, it, it is difficult for them. So... My quick question would be, what is the difference between the two that made you say that Slater would fit better in the Detroit scheme and Sewell, Cincinnati, and Miami, I think you said, right? So what based is the off, main difference? So based off of what Detroit is going, looks like what they're going to be able to do, just the culture that they have with Campbell that they're developing is more going to be a ground and pound guy type of deal. Um, not that the, either one's better than the other. It's just a culture fit, I think. Uh-huh. would be better. Um, Slater's a, a Chicago guy, kind of hard-nosed type of football team at Northwestern. I think he fit in well at Detroit. 
um, and then Seoul here in Cincinnati, Home the culture kid. is the, the 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 culture is changing. Um, it'd be nice to see Cincinnati grab him and put him as uh, as uh, Joe Burrow's protection. I mean, why would you drive a Ferrari if you can't have insurance? <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, that's a good way to put it. Great, 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 that's perfect. That's, 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 that's so I don't, I don't understand. And then, and then, even in Miami too, it's just the, it's the, it's the direction those teams are going with with those picks at, at how high they are. I mean, because if you look at everyone else, not a ton of people are going to go. There's not a ton of people that have need for offensive tackle outside of Cincinnati, Detroit. Um, Miami. Detroit needs almost everything too at the same time. No, so Motor City Dan Campbell is going to figure it out. One, he's by, he's chewing kneecaps off. One, one quick right. point about drafting Lyman high, and that I love bringing up to to Jets fans that don't want to do it. Point number one: the last time the Jets were any good, they took two Lyman in the first round. Not one, they two. They took Mangold and they took the Bricka shot. Point number those were hit. Point, hits. Point, yeah, they both played a deck. They both were great. Yeah. And great. Never missed a game. Point number two, the Sam Darnold trade. They the Jets moved up to three. The Colts moved back to six. To six. And, and the and, and the Colts drafted an all-pro guard who was an all-pro guard no right, right off the bat that no one thought should be drafted that high. So I'm just like, it's not the sexy thing to do, but sometimes it is the best thing to do. So to your point, those teams would sitting in that sweet spot. Cincinnati, Miami, Detroit, that are all being mocked uh, receivers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those. For sure. If you, if, 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 if you understand football and you know football, it is, it's nice to – if you look at all these insiders and all these people that have talking heads who get paid to do what we're trying to do right now, they all see these flashy cars and shiny things. And the, the success rate of a quarterback when he has time to throw is incredibly high. You have a really, if you have an average Joe playing quarterback, he can be really good in the NFL if he has time. If he doesn't have time, he's under pressure and he feels like he doesn't have stuff. Average Joe goes from good to bad, bad to worse. Case in point is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is arguably the best quarterback of all time when he's under pressure. He's not as good. So when you give these quarterbacks time to get to their first, second, third check down, it gives them more options, more time feel calm, cool, make a pass, live with it, go to the next, go to the next down. So, all right, Christian, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate your time. Wait, 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 wait. One wait, more we question. Got, we got One a hard question. out because we got to keep a schedule. We're five minutes over. Right. Right. Let, no, no, she's got Christian. a good question. Christian, what do you got? Who, who would win head up uh, in an Oklahoma drill near you? <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> I'm, hey, that's I'm, tough. Hey, we'll run it. Hey, when I come visit you here in a couple of weeks, we'll run it up and we'll, we'll get it live for all these yeah. boys to see it. Absolutely. I right, appreciate you guys having me. All right, Christian, man, right, take care. Man. We'll talk to you later. All right, that was Christian Olmstead from a, from a, a Patriots perspective. Here we go, Jordan Weiss from that city from down the turnpike that I can't. Hey, dog. What's up, bro? What's going up, on, Jordan? What's going on, Jordan? Jordan? What are you doing? Let's see. Long time no see, and I can see all you guys. What's up, Jordan? Oh, we got we got Brocco in here too. What's up, Chew? Yeah, but he's not he's not. Brocco's the producer. Yeah, Brocco's the producer. Only don't, we see don't him. Don't mention him. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. mention yeah. his name. Good. Good. So so Jordan, right off the bat, what, what's your what's your whole opinion on the Carson Wentz situation with Jalen Hurts and your their quarterback decision? 
I mean, first off, I mean, the, the, the situation was handled terribly by, uh, by Howie, by, by Doug. Uh, it, it was just a very bad, dirty situation. Uh, you know, Hertz and Wentz, they didn't, they didn't know if they were competing or if the coaches were just making decisions behind the back. They didn't know if they were battling. Um, I think it's been clear for a while that Carson isn't, you know, with, with the system that we had going, with the, with the coaching we had going, that he wasn't going to be the same. He wasn't happy with what was going on. Um, you know, last year when we took Hertz, it, it kind of opened our eyes. Like, we didn't, we didn't know how long uh, Wentz was going to be around for it and how durable he really is. So, you know, it was, I thought it was a decent pick by us. A um, couple games into the season, Carson, Carson starts falling apart. We all start falling off. Uh, before you know it, he loses his job. And, you know, uh, Hertz kind of steps up. Uh, you know, he, he played well. He, his stats might not show it, but he's like a true dual threat quarterback. Like, he put, he put some real good games together. And, yeah, he um, definitely won some guys some fantasy championships for sure during that run. Like, he, oh, he came in and stepped in and played. But I think that, echoes, sure. the, that echoes the point that we were just talking about earlier is like, um, fuck, I forgot my – never mind, I forgot my thought. Carry on. Someone take over. Yeah. Let me get it back. Jordan, the Eagles have, no offense, a ton of holes right now, like both on the offensive defense side of the ball. Based on the way Absolutely. the draft sheet now, do you want to see him go corner – do you want to see him go receiver or do you have another position you got your eye on? I mean, here's my thing. The last two years we passed on so many receivers and last year in particular, man, we, you know, we let Justin Jefferson just go right past us. He was right there for us. And we decided to reach. That was tough. Yeah. They, they were, were laughing, laughing at us. Uh, I mean, no offense to Jalen Rigger. Like he's humble. He works hard. Uh, he gets to it, but he was just not the obvious pick there. Like we reached, uh, we reached, it was just, it was bad, bad news. Um, Last the year before that, we took JJ White, Arcega Whiteside, who really has done nothing in his career so far. We could have had Metcalf. We could have had anyone in that draft. Would have been better than him. Um, so bad scouting. Um, I, I forget who it was. I think someone in like Eagles box, um, like executive offices. His son went to, school, to to Stanford with JJ. So like that's his connection. That's why he drafted him. Um, it's just ridiculous. So I feel like after just bad draft after bad draft, we're not filling these holes at receiver. Uh, just, we just got to go for it. I mean, we had that sixth pick. We could have had any receiver we wanted. Um, you had basically a pick after Chase. Exactly. For the most part, we and you might back. even had Chase. Crazy. We could have had Chase. We could have had Smith. Anyone we wanted. Maybe Pitts could even fall into us, you know? Like, you never really know. But what do we do? We, we, we trade back to behind the Giants and the Cowboys, and now That's nobody knows still what's going on. The only the point, that I was in, the point I was just yeah, going to make ahead. before was that we saw today, and just alluding back to the Hurts and um, Wentz situation, is even no matter how good of a quarterback you are, once your team starts investing draft capital in a quarterback, you get it. You feel a certain way, and you want out. We even saw it today with Aaron Rodgers, and Chewie's been beating this drum for a while with love. We'll get onto that later, but I just wanted to touch on that. We like no matter how good you are, that's why that like it's rough. And Dario said it a million times on the show that you can't build a statue of a guy. And then you expect some guy to come back and be a starting quarterback with this guy behind him. It's just, it was a messy yeah. situation all to begin with. I mean, what Foles did was, it was spectacular. Like, yeah. And it all deserves a statue. Oh, for sure. Um, but I mean, with Wentz, like, I'm not sure. Like, even as a couple of years ago, Eagles fans were saying, like, his head's not in the game. How much does he really love football? Like, how durable is he? Like, how long is he going to last? So, like, for us, like, we've already been kind of preparing. Like, he kind of reminds me of – um. Uh, who was that that retired last year? Can't forget the name. Alex Smith. No, last nah, year. Uh, the the Lions guy. Lions. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Calvin. Uh, you mean 
Yeah, uh, but he just I don't know, like he fits he, he seems like all these players that end up retiring early. Like he has his money, he has his family, he has his faith, like he seems like content with his life outside of football and you could tell on the field he doesn't show emotion. When he plays bad, he doesn't he doesn't care, he doesn't like try to get his teammates all hyped up. So, you know, it, it seems like it's when he started playing bad this year, it kind of seemed like it was it was coming. Well, when he started playing bad, I felt like he really had nowhere to turn to, no real support. And your and your comparison, I think, to you know, to a Calvin Johnson, I think, it is accurate. Where you're at, you still have a lot of ball left, but and Andrew Luck have that, you know, that spark, those, which yeah, is Andrew understandable. Luck, perfect example. It also kind of does sound like Trevor Lawrence with how he carries himself and in some of the interviews I've seen him done and I've seen him do. Talk and, shit on my boy, real quick. Sure. No, but like that just if there's one bad thing to say about the kid is I mean the one you, bad thing to say about Trevor Lawrence is that he signed with Adidas over Nike. That's it. No, yeah, yeah, that was tough. Two bad that things was... to say about him. Yeah. All right, whatever. No, I mean, like when Wentz was when Wentz tore his ACL and he was like on his road to recovery and stuff for like a, a whole year of his recovery, he wasn't posting anything about training, about getting healthier, about football. He was just posting his dogs and hunting and, you know, like anything but football. That turns well, off fans. Well, Jordan, look, wow. look what was happening when he was hurt. The team went on to win a Super Bowl. You know, so he, he definitely felt some type of way yeah. about this. Like, that was supposed to be him. That was supposed to be his team. And he was supposed to be the man. That's supposed to be his statue in the front of the stadium. So There's no saying that when gets that job done. There was yeah. Telling. That's, that's I think he gets exactly. a well, he was, he was on an MVP. He was on an MVP. But- Let's focus. We we can have, we have all time to have Jordan talk oh. about that. Let's focus oh. more on the draft. Let's. Yeah, so, I mean, that. just because of the past couple of years, I definitely wanted to go receiver. Like our best our, our best receiver right now is Greg Ward, who was a, a quarterback in college. Like he has the most experience for us, and that, that, you know we have no depth. So I think we go receiver. I think we won't go receiver because we never go the obvious choice. We'll probably <laughs> reach for that uh that Michigan edge rusher. We've got him at 12. You know, I'm worried because our next pick is until 37. So I'm I'm, I'm just nervous that they're going to reach like always. Anxious, huh? Well, you're anxious. I asked Justin this I got a, question. I got a question. Yes, go ahead. I, I was going to say, if you see Smith is gone at that pit, so Smith and Waddle are gone. Chase is definitely gone at that point. Where, where What are you looking for? Would you go cornerback? Because I think that's where I've seen you guys also mocked. Or – would you trade back and wait for a receiver? Because I don't think you guys want to reach again and get like a Bateman. I think he doesn't right. deserve a 12th pick. You know, I think he's a right. later, later first round guy. So what, right. if that situation comes, where are you leaning? Where there I mean, is the, the top Eagle, three guys. The Eagles are nowhere near like a win now team. So mm-hmm. I think if we're not getting a, a you know, a, a, a player at the top of their position, whether it be a top, one of the top receivers, top cornerbacks, like it wouldn't hurt to, to trade back at that point, get more draft capital for the next couple of years. Cause uh, you know, what's that really going to do for us this year? Yeah, no, for sure. Jordan, my question to you. So, obviously, everyone in this chat, except me and Evan, have seen their uh, teams win Super Bowls. How how long does that Super Bowl luster last? Like, are you are you Forever. are you over are you over the Super Bowl yet? Are you are you uh, no just as hungry for another one? How long does okay. that last? Oh, you're always hungry for another. It's been a little longer. It's been like a decade. Like it, I don't know. I'm still smiling. You said Super Bowl. I smiled. Super Bowl. 46. So, so can you can you can you speak to that a little bit? Are you ready for another one? Are you already over it or what? I mean, it's it's crazy to see how how much the team has changed and fallen apart since then. In a, you know, a few short years, but always looking ahead to the future. I think Hurts. Like I'm excited to have him on the team. He, he's a great guy, great leader. Um, I think he. We could, we could build around him if we make the right moves. That's the only issue, like, with Howie, uh, 
hiring Sirianni, who seems like he's just going to be a yes man for Howie. So like, you know, things, things might not go well. And Eagles fans are fully prepared for that. Oh yeah. You guys are always ready. Always right. ready. Well, between him and Snow, Snowball's ready for Santa I think Sirianni's off to a rocky start in the same way Adam Gaze is off to a rocky start. Right? That first interview was awful. And then, and then they're giving him crap for the rock, paper, scissors. From the, the, I, was was the draft. I like that. I like it. Hey, guy, I, I like, like that it. comfort zone, those robotic it. answers. I'm okay with that. Right. You know, we're not right. going to come sure after a good. We're know? not going to come after a good Italian and compare him to Adam Gaze. Hey, now, come on, we got to give him a game. You're Italian, give him a chance. So, hey, we appreciate Jordan coming on with us tonight. Um, yeah, we'll we're definitely going to have Jordan on a lot more. Yeah, he's a big supporter of the show. We appreciate his support. Thanks, man. Yep. Yeah. Take care, man. Have a good night, guys. Appreciate it, bro. All right, we go from one Eagles fan. Let's see if the yeah, we're going to get a little bit of Eagle. Eagle tone right Nicholas Pinnow is going to join us now. Brought to you by PA Construction. <laughs> Where is yeah, real comment? quick, while we're yeah. waiting for you, who you yeah. want right now? Me? Yeah, I love And we got Nick Pinnow joining us here. Nick, uh, what's going on here? I'll answer your question in a second. What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, sir. Excellent. We can hear you. See, oh, Jimmy, look, you, just asked, you just, you just look, asked Jordan Weiss how long it take to come off the Super Bowl high. Oh yeah, we should ask Nick that look, question. Look at Nick. Well, look, you saw the, the answer. It's in the background. That's not a better segment. My, my, that wasn't even really. That wasn't even my question. My question was, when, how long does it take to be hungry for another one? Like, are you already over it? You're always hungry. next day. Yeah, always hungry for another one. Okay. But you, but you but said when it, the we smiled. Actually, it's going to last 20 years. I'm just letting you guys know right now. <laughs> so, Nick, I'm going to ask right, you the actual question I always ask you when it comes to the Eagles draft thing and front office moves. Who's in charge? Who is in charge of their front office right now? Oh, my God. Moment? Who's pulling the trigger? <laughs> I mean, keep in mind we're alive. Roseman's pulling the strings, unfortunately. A guy that's never played a down of football in his life. Um, and somehow he is attached at the hip to Lurie. We talked about this all the time. He's survived three different regime changes. He's the only common variable. So he's obviously uh, doing something right. Maybe, uh, you know, go back to Lurie or something. (laughs) But he is calling the shots because if you look at like insiders and stuff like that, nobody wanted Rager except for him. So he has the ultimate say. They said last year that it was Roseman Lurie, Peterson, and the director of scouting personnel, whose name escapes me, Chris something. And basically, Roseman was like, I like Rager. And they all kind of chimed in like, mm, we think we should go in this direction. And he was like, I'm taking Rager. Sure <laughs> <laughs> as shit, he's on the team. Nick, I got hey. a little outside the box question for you. Sure. Everyone's talking about how fields might fall, maybe to 15. Is that something you'd consider at 12, considering Jalen Hurts didn't exactly light the world on fire? Is he, if he's sitting on the board, you don't have to trade up for him. Does not even know. Absolutely not. Because here's the whole thing. By drafting a quarterback, I'd say in the first three rounds, you're basically admitting that you wasted your second round pick last year. Yeah. I mean, you took a second round pick. So why would you now try to replace that guy with a first, second, or third? Give, he, play, he had four games, so what, three and – a quarter, if you don't count that Washington game at the end, let the kids see, you know, see what he can do. You know, it's going to be a new system. So there's going to be some growing pains naturally. You got to let the kids see what he can do. You know, it's, it's, he's playing with house money. He's, nobody's expecting anything out of them. 
So if he goes out there, you know, combines for 30 touchdowns with his legs and with his arms, I think that's a successful year. And they're only going to get better. They have, have the most draft picks this year. They could potentially have three first-round picks next year. You got to, you know, let the kid have a chance. You can't just write him off after a quarter of a season. With, with I agree that with that 100%. System too. Yeah, now it's a whole I, new system. Man. I echo that a little. Yeah, that's a great – I couldn't give a better answer if I tried. Um, my question is, where are you looking to go? I know a lot of Eagles fans are always screaming wide receiver because you guys have been hurt by that, but – like you said, this is, team isn't going to win next year. They're no. a couple years out, so there's a couple options you guys can go. And it's, I think, it, for me at least, looking at you guys, it's wide receiver, or cornerback. So I just want to get your opinion on it. Yeah, I, I, again, I think it really depends on how the chips fall. I think a lot of what Miami does at six is going to dictate like the next ten picks possibly. If everything I've been reading is if Kyle Pitts is still there after six, the Eagles are going to try like hell to jump to either seven or eight and take him. If not, if he's gone, then you have to see if both corners are there. If you have, you know, both corners left, then they're staying put. If they're gone and Pitts is gone and Waddle's gone, I know there's a lot of ifs. That's literally that's where we're at with this yeah, draft. Yeah. This, is yeah. a, this, this draft is the, the, the biggest crapshoot there's ever yeah. been. Yeah, and I think you point. trade back. I have no problem trading back. If those, if those four guys aren't there, I would trade back because I think the next crop of guys that they would take will still be there in the higher teens or even low 20s. Yeah, I think the, I think the consensus is like we – alluded to earlier is there's like 12 or so guys elite guys and then there's a next group of like 20 or so that are first round value guys back end guys that they're just not like one guy that stands out you got to go up and get i think we're if you a team especially in the eagles position trading back is a very good move and and the one thing about howie that i'll give him credit for especially on draft day his talent assessment is awful but his wheeling and dealing ability is pretty good so i could see them moving Mm -hmm. back again and then jumping back in to like pick 29 or through 32 to get another first round pick and dealing hurts in the process. Yes. Something to keep an eye on. I could actually see uh, the Eagles and the Jets doing a little business. If Rashawn Slater falls out of the uh, top 11, the relationship is there. Joe Douglas has already said he's got a couple of deals in place to move up for the guy he wants to, if the opportunity arises and Slater smells like a Jets guy, he's a versatile guy. You could put, push him at right tackle. If you don't like Fant, you put it inside a guard and then the relationship's there. So they've definitely talked. I don't know if they have something in place like Joe Douglas alluded to, but that's something I'm keeping my eye on. Well, apparently Howie's been trying like hell to get ahead of the Giants and the Cowboys. He's, he's been calling all week because they're obviously which you would rather, though, which is weird. Yeah. You would what? obviously rather jump in front of Dallas because then if you re- are shooting for corner, you're going to have your pick. The pick or. Yeah. That's but my my thing with that, yo, my right. thing with that is I feel like those corners are like so close. Like a lot of people have them ranked and vice versa as one and two. Like, why wouldn't you just sit there and like just get the like BP BPA at that position? Like, why would you be stressing if you're a GM if these players are ranked so close together? Like, obviously, from my perspective, I think JC Horn has like a slightly higher ceiling, but like Patrick Sertain is so solid that like I feel like if he's there, like. You, you don't go home upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think scheme-wise, Sertan is a better fit for the Eagles' new defense with um, Jonathan, of course, his last name is going to you know, 
should look at me. I don't even know the DC's name. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a more zone, he's a more zone defense eccentric okay. guy where JC Horn is a little longer, a little more bump and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Zatan is, I think, a little stronger in the zone. So I think he fits schematically Jonathan better. Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. I knew was, I was going to call him Jonathan Gallagher. But, um, yeah, so I think he's a better scheme fit. But again, it, it's like Ryan said, it's a crapshoot. You know, one domino can fall and it could literally throw off your entire draft because then everyone else in front of you starts spiraling out of control, just grabbing the best available guy. You know, nothing ever goes according to plan on draft day. I mean, the draft I, day I really is, hope it does. Though. The it's draft not. day is a crapshoot <laughs> as it is, but this year with the 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 NCAA rule, the pandemic, and the limited and the being, you know, the restrictions on going out, it's definitely throwing another monkey wrench into this already crapshoot, like we said. So this is a crazier year than than we've seen. Yeah, an already crazy field. situation. Yeah. Some prospects haven't played in a year and a half. I mean, it's a lot going on to digest. Yeah, we some, think- guys, some guys. That could come out or stay another year to go improve their draft stock. There's a lot going on, you know. I like that's what I meant to ask um, a couple guys. Like I think a Rubito early on is like, if you're sitting there with a lot of picks this year, do you think you potentially swap to go next year where you know you'll be back more in a, a routine system and like kind of scouting and doing everything the same? That's why I think even like for Nick, who is a team that's not a year out from winning except for in Justin's eyes, apparently they're the biggest threat in the division. Yeah, uh, they should trade about. back. Yeah. yeah. He Did said you guys are the biggest threat. That? I thought he was going to say Washington. No, I thought he was going to say us. I thought he was going to be us. I thought he was going to say us or well, the Redskins. Or the, the only thing is there's a lot of uncertainty. Don't you, don't know, you don't know what Hurts is going to do. You don't know what the staff is going to do. Everyone's crucifying Sirianni. The guy may be, you know, Maybe the next Vinny Lombardi out there. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I got a comment from a guest analyst, uh, Ron Koval, who I'm assuming is talking about Patrick Sertain when he's saying this. He says uh, he's expressing a little concerns because uh, some something I echoed, uh, I think, last D, time on the podcast. Don't say D. Milner. Are you no, gonna- no, 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 not D. Milner. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. okay. God. You so like D. Milner? Wait, wait. wait, wait time I did not want to say that. Let me get the point. Go ahead. He said Alabama players are who they are, which I kind of agree with because they have the best, they bet the strength of training staff, they have great coaching. And then he believes that other players might have a higher ceiling because they don't have what the players at Alabama have when they're going through their development. I mean, a question or a statement? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was more of a statement. It was more of a statement. Okay, Evan, I think that's fair. fair, But the one thing about Alabama players is yes, they go against the best players in practice and competition-wise playing the SEC, but they also get beat the hell up throughout their careers. And that's yeah. and, and that's my whole point. Americans they can't on the field. He can and they're the playing the most games out of any college football team. It's guaranteed that Alabama's playing at least in your four years or three years there, you're going to be in the playoffs a couple of years. So it's a so slight concern. Right it's give and take. I mean, I mean, 85%, yes, they're going to be a stud, uh, but then there's that. I got a quick food for thought. <laughs> Eagles with Roseman have never drafted an Alabama player before. So maybe it's time for change. So my, with that being said, maybe. and the wide receiver thing being on the board, which one, if you have the pick of the two between Smith and Waddle, who are you taking in this position? I like Waddle better. Just gut see, I'm feeling. a Smith guy. I, I see, I, I see Smith being very similar to Rager. I'll say like a, little, a little slighter in frame. So I'd rather get Waddle. Waddle reminds me a lot of Tyreek Hill, where that guy gets the ball, he just makes plays. So, dude, 
and we and we don't we haven't talked about it a lot is the amount of fucking heart and soul that that kid put into playing that championship game like he was limping he was like struggling to walk and he was out there playing football at the biggest level that he physically can pay at the time in the college national championship like he is a dog but the thing that the the tiebreaker between me because i think they're both very good wide receivers and i think Waddle is a more polished version than these speed guys that we always see coming out is the fact that he was a two-time captain Smitty at Alabama is a bunch about talks about much, a lot about his, like who he is as a person. And I think that's what teams, at least for, from my perspective as giants, I know that's, they love to talk about his character, character, character. So I think that's something that I don't, puts Smitty right, above right, right, for me. Right. And I love you, but I don't think that means anything. And you don't think reason- that means anything? The no. fact that he was a third wide receiver and there's two I, wide I receivers better than him and he was a team captain, you don't think that has any significance? I don't think I, – I mean, me personally, if I'm a team that already has uh, players in place to be leaders and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not young and developing but, and I don't need a leader, then – But no one in this room has a team in place that has any leaders. Maybe outside of us, the Giants. Don't worry. We'll have, every, we'll have one in about 30 years. Every team has their locker room leaders. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I know. I know. No, no, no. No wait, doubt. Wait, there wait, is. Can I'm I, saying I, comparison to, to the rest Nick, of the league. Can I respond to our guests, please? Go ahead. So the, what I wanted to say, and the reason why I knew you were going to compare Waddle to Tyreek Hill, and the reason why I hate it, and I talk about this <laughs> almost every other day, there is only one Tyreek Hill. You do, there's been 15 Tyreek Hill, supposed to be Tyreek Hills since Tyreek Hill. John Ross, for example, was supposed to be yep. the next Tyreek Hill. I mean, we can all go down the line and name one of the next supposed to be Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreke, I mean, the worst part about it is a comparison. No, but wait, Waddle, my, you know, I was going to say, Nick, I was going to say, but with Waddle, I can actually see it. Like the fast twitch, like how fast he goes from zero to 100, yeah. cut on a dime catch the ball every time he touched the rock he, it could so go like a, for a quick bubble screen that he could take yeah, to the crib yeah, every time yeah. he touches so, the ball it could be a life I see it I just found it facetious that I, I knew facetious. that was what I, was gonna, I knew that was what where you were going with that so all right Nick we the thing appreci- about the Tyreek Hill right. though real go quick ahead, is that Tyreek Hill yeah, wasn't keep, even perceived to be Tyreek Hill yeah, we have a hard out. We got Lance coming on next. Lance, so bring Lance in and keep keep Nick on. We've got right. five Lance five minutes in. left. What's the big deal? Nick, yeah, well, like ninety five people in here. Yeah, no, did Evan get the hour long segment? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm yeah. a no, no, Evan. Evan is. I Evan's got up in the Evan's Evan's probably above me. Notes too, motherfucker. I'm the only one without notes. What's up, Lance? You joined me a little bit of a. Lance, are you, on, so are you in the bathroom right now? Right now? What are we nah, doing? so so <laughs> as you guys so as you guys know, I obviously do a lot with podcasting is like my job twenty four seven. Um, so I live in an apartment with my fiance, and there's only one room in my apartment that has good acoustics, and that's my closet. So, oh my god! Oh, he, he, brought he brought out the big guns. He brought out the big guns. I love the dedication. I love the dedication. I want to give you, you guys the best time. acoustics I could possibly get. I've always been every time I've I was going to question. I said, "Is he going to cause like what? Yeah, word I didn't, is he? I didn't that. say nothing because it's your first time on." <laughs> okay. Congratulations I didn't, I didn't on the engagement, by the way, Lance. Thanks, man. Congratulations, I appreciate you as well, aren't you? You as well, I believe too. Correct. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Me, I gotta still find someone. That's <laughs> all right, right. Let's not go there. Let's stick yeah. up. Let's Happy stick day. I've had, had another <laughs> second. 
another whole <laughs> another conversation year. for another yeah. day. Another All right. Oh my God. Lance, so I got awful. a question for you and, and the rest of the Tom? Giants fans here. Uh, yeah, let me hear the it. Giants since Gettleman took over yeah. five and 15 and 33. Oh my gosh. Only two, two, only two worst teams are the Jaguars and the Jets. Yes. What makes oh, thank God any of you guys confident that he's going to get it right despite Look, kind of dropping the ball on the last three top 10 you know, picks he had? Joe my, Judge is in trouble. My answer to that is, is I'm, I'm not confident. You know, I, I'm just not. I, I am not a Dave Gettleman fan. Um, I do Preach. just, I, you know, do I, do I think he's blown? You know, there are some who, you know, every move he makes is the wrong move. Do I think Dave Gettleman has made some good moves? I do. Look, I think Andrew Thomas, especially after the second half of the season he had last year, I think he can turn to be, turn out to be, especially if he continues to progress and improve, a real solid franchise left tackle for the Giants. But, you know, you go back all the way to some of the first moves he made. You know, you look at that Jonathan Stewart signing, you know, way back when. And I know that was one of the first moves, you know, right off the, the bat for Dave Gettleman. But, like, training. you know, it, it's it, it just, yeah, the Ogletree. Like, you can go on and on with this guy and the moves that he's made. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, he's more in the mold of a, uh, of a, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, I, I just don't think he's caught up to the game now. You know, mm-hmm. he's he, stuck this in the his press conferences, you know, he talks about, you know, computer people and, you know, so on and so forth. Like, he's you know, archaic. He, exactly. Archaic. Yes. That's a great word, Nick. Uh, archaic. You know, I, I want a guy who's, um, not necessarily young or younger, well, obviously younger, but not necessarily young. I just want someone who's, you know, more up to speed with, uh, I guess, the analytic side of the game. Um, because I think that's ultimately, like every sport that we are seeing, ultimately how it's changing. Um, and, you know, I just unfortunately don't think Dave Gettleman is that. You know, the Giants have to go with their people, and, and not unfortunately, but Dave Gettleman, at least coming into the hiring process when he was being considered, was one of the Giants' people having previously obviously worked um with the organization so you know obviously that gave him a leg up i've personally back in the day uh, when they were hiring dave gettleman i wanted lewis riddick um i thought he i, and I still too, think but... and i still think he's gonna be a great general manager and i'm sh- surprised i kind I of hasn't gotten a little bit but i wanted um, him at I'm the time i fell off i fallen I, off I, i'm surprised I, he I hasn't i'm surprised more. he hasn't gotten a job yet um but you know it, it is what it is you know i think look this draft is going to well not this draft this season uh, this coming season is going to make or break Dave Gettleman. Um, and, you know, I guess we'll see at the end of the year whether he's still the Giants GM and come next draft in 2022, whether he's making the pick. But to answer your question, Donatov, I don't have confidence, man. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. And I'll answer it. And this might surprise at least Dario. I don't have con- confidence in Gettleman. But the thing that has stood out to me and has made me a little more lenient besides the good signings recently, the um, – Bradbury and the Martinez and he's he's cleaned up his act definitely in the past season I it was a statement there was a statement he said before that he said he drafts to build around his coach and I think we're seeing a lot of the Joe Judge influence from last year and we've seen the mistakes and we've seen the bad coaches before Mm -hmm. and the ones that he's been tied to Mm -hmm. and it hasn't worked out and I'm not going to put the whole blame on them but I think like I don't know what it was. Giants fans were initially scared about judge. Like I, everyone was like, who? And then the, then it, it's changed quickly to a, okay, you know what? I kind of like this guy. You know, it's kind of making sense to say, I mean, that's the, what it was, Ryan. The, it was just the, who, it was the you know? it was the, who is he? The fact that yeah. Judge. yeah. That everyone was scared about it initially, but I think we were starting to warm up. And I think, I think Joe judge is like, as long, at, at least in giant fan terms, like, yeah, I like Joe judge. He's a very, he's like, judge. 
at as, as high as a coach who hasn't done shit could possibly be. And I think a, we put a lot of faith in him, and we're hoping that it's a lot to do I with like the Belichick and the Saban connection. I like him a lot better than Pat Shermer. I'll tell you that much. A lot yeah, better than Pat oh, Shermer. Lance, Lance, I, got a, I got a question for you, bud. What's so up, you obviously alluded to it being a, a huge year coming up. Not only is it a big year for the coach and GM, but also for your boy Daniel Jones, you know? Daniel, Daniel Jones. What? <laughs> no, you, you haven't found name his replacement yet. Your team is, is a perennial loser. There you go. No, let him ask it. Let him. Let, no, ask the question. No, no, because I got just putting shit I, up in the background. I didn't say anything. I, don't know I saw Donatov put something up, but I didn't get to read it. It, was, it said six and ten. So at pick at pick eleven that you guys have, you see the Giants going all in on trying to determine whether Daniel Jones is the guy, or do you think they're going to go defense? And what do you prefer they do? So. I want them to go all in because this is a year that, you know, there, there is no, as you guys know, with Sam Darnold, right. There is no fourth year, like third year, you should be able to determine then whether or not your guy is your guy for the long term. I know they obviously signed Kenny Galladay. They, you know, they put a flyer out for John Ross, you know, we'll see if he can even stay healthy for a full 16 game season, but obviously Galladay, you know, you're hoping he bounces back from the injury and returns to form Um, in terms of who I want them to pick. You know, I, I would be fine with either of the Alabama wide receivers, you know, whether it's Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell, I'd be perfectly content with either of them. Um, I really don't have a preference. I guess if I had to choose between the two, if I was the one drafting, I'd probably pick Waddle um, solely for second, the size. Second one. Solely for the size. That's it. You, that's you and Pino agree on that. Um, I think Devontae Smith is going to be really good. Don't get me wrong. And I think Jalen uh, Waddle is going to be really good. But so I love, I love size. Yeah, I, I, so do as do I. And if the Giants, fine. If it came to it and it's Smith and Waddle there at 11, if they take Smith, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But solely for the size factor, I would want Jalen Waddle. I think that's – a- Continue. Sorry. Real quick, I was just going to say that that's the thing with those two is they're so close. Like, yeah. like we just saw before you came on, I said – there was a tiebreaker between me was that he was a two-time captain in Alabama. Yeah. You say his size, like it's no, different. Like that's what, that's what it's going to be. Like there's a different guys that have mm-hmm. this, these guys rated. It's going to, there's gonna, like, we've talked about, it. it's going to be a crapshoot. We don't really know. So we're kind of, you know, yeah. trying to do our best with what we see and everything. And if they don't go wide receiver, I've kind of like listed it out in my head. If they don't go wide receiver, if they go offensive line, I want Rashawn Slater. In fact, on one, of the po- on one of the podcasts that came out this week for 24-7 Sports that I produce, we actually had Pat Fitzgerald on, the Northwestern head coach, and he just raved about Rashawn Slater. Now, granted, Slater sat out this past year, so he hasn't played in a while. Um, obviously, he's been but so did But so did Sui. Of like, course. So yeah. Yeah. We might have some breaking news here. Mm-hmm. Mark Schlereth just reported on some Denver radio station that a deal for Broncos to run Aaron Rodgers close to a done deal as you can get. What? Wow. I'll wait. Oh. I'll wait for Schefter, but that would be nuts if that's the what? I almost pissed. I almost pissed my pants. I'm gonna go pee again. <laughs> I wonder that if that changes everything for Denver now. They that gotta would. be giving that up that pick, no? You know, not yeah. you know, not Giants related, but I'll tell you this much. Assuming the first three picks are uh Lawrence Wilson and Trey Lance. Um Whichever quarterback is not picked fourth, be it Mac Jones or Justin Fields, I would not be shocked if the fifth quarterback slides and slides far. That would not surprise me one bit. That's what Chris Sims said. Sims had Justin Fields slipping all the way down to 32. 
That's to Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, so I mean, that, that's, I think that's a little the case, extreme, but I think that's the case. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. hopping on the phone. I'm calling back in to get him. Whatever team yeah. I am, that I think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft. Me too. Uh, Me too. Um, I'm a huge Justin Fields guy. Like Trey Lance. Um, I like Trey Lance. I've said I'm going to get whatever jersey uh, Trey Lance has because how often would I be able to? Um, have a jersey Rocket with Lance. a name on yeah. the back um, yeah. very often. <laughs> I have never saw, copied We saw you shoot. <laughs> Not my brother from the championship that. ring. I'll never, I'll yeah. never. Uh, we were there. We were there. <laughs> Me and you were there. He was running. We were at, we were calling for the dirt. We need a 32, uh, 34 spy out there on five because he was just running up and down the field. It yeah. was like insane. It was insane. That's what, the, like, he's the anomaly of the draft, I feel like, more so than any other quarterback, at least, like, because we haven't seen that much of him. And he's kind of been somewhat coddled in their offense, you know, like, because they were Chewy, – Chewy can testify to this, is they're usually a year-in, year-out powerhouse in their league. Yes, you know, yeah. they're they're yeah. consistent, like they produce Wentz. Like, we've seen it before. Yeah. Like, when, this – I think they had a gap quarterback. I've talked to Chewy's brother who – at JMU and play is the yeah, them and JMU play all the time. I think they had a gap quarterback for in between Wentz and Lance. Well, I think that and kid then, was a stud too. Well, they had Easton. Yeah. they had Easton Stick. It, yeah, Easton yeah. Stick. yeah. He's at the Chargers. Yeah, he yeah he's a Chargers. Yep. So he's still in the league. So they're, they're this is like the perennial of yeah. the and next level factory. Factory. These guys make yeah. yeah. These guys, these guys. Well, not even a quarterback factory, but they these guys produce NFL talent left and right. So. Like, you know, a lot of people overlook. I mean, look, but how many schools on top of the big ones do you have? Like, you know, Carson Wentz is definitely a successful quarterback, obviously has his, his issues, but now you have another quarterback coming out of the same school because yeah. it's probably going to be, be a top five pick. Could be better. Yeah, Real you quick. you're right. Could be better. Yeah. Real quick, because we're about to be at eight o'clock. How long do yeah. the Jags take? Let's, can we hurry up? I want to watch no, this. Is it. We have a hard out at eight yeah. o'clock. We have a hard out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but how long do you guys think the Jags nine. take to put this in? Do they think they're going to take the whole they thing? They're going to get back to practice. What is it? 10 minutes on the clock? They'll, they'll yeah. waste at least five. They'll waste they'll at least five. They, they gave them the playbook. They have a deal this is with different. ESPN. They have a deal with ESPN and NFL Network yeah. that, you know, they're going to take their time so that everyone can get, you know, whatever, whatever uh, snapshots and video ESPN wants to get, they'll get in that 10 minutes. And then well, well, there'll be a, a minute 32 left on the more, clock. You, you know a lot more about behind yeah. the scenes. Things. They'll, they'll, do, the so. pick won't be in until at least 8 15, 8 20. Perfect. What a day. All right, before before we exit out, could I Evan, can I get a J E T? Leave me. I'm leaving. Thank you everybody for coming out today. We appreciate it. We will see you. Ryan already left? Good. Hey, now we can start the show. Uh, all right, yeah, <laughs> I'll see you guys. Take care, right. boys.